Queens of the Court podcast. We back. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. I don't want the same. Got it, baby. Season two. Dose. Season two. It's the Queens of the Court podcast. We're back. Back. Did you miss us? But we're not here with the the pro game anymore. We're on to the college season. I missed us. Oh, I didn't miss you. You I'm didn't miss you, us? I'm with you all the time. Season two, packed with just all kinds of goodness. All kinds of goodness. All kinds of goodness. We're, yes. we're, so we've moved on from the pros, and it's time for some amateur action. The college game. College. Although, NCAA did just rule that players could uh, be compensated for their name and likeness and its use. So for the first time in a long time, at least, players can be legally compensated for uh, in college. Yeah. It's kind of dope. It's great. Yeah, I don't know how much it's going to affect the women right away, but... I don't know. Uh, I was reading Diana Taurasi just recently said that UConn makes so much money off of her still to this day. Really? Yeah. And she oh, was like, crazy. she was like, I've missed out on millions and millions of dollars. Does that mean that they're going to earn like a piece of like their like Jersey sales? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's super solid. And if you think about it for the four years that these girls go to college, most of the time, they're getting more exposure there, and their fan bases are deeper and more. Ugh. For UConn, for sure. Well, not just UConn. There's a lot of schools that have pretty good fan bases. For sure, but like UConn's is you know particularly special because of the level of success that program's had. Sure, sure, sure. But anyway, all right. Um, we have a lot to cover today. We want to like give you like some some good solid information. Yeah, like the information we just gave you. You know, stuff, stuff that can like help you navigate the college season. Um, cause it's going to be like, you know, murky waters and you're going to have to figure out how to get from point A to point B and we're going to be here to help you with that. But we also just need like a baseline of like where we at. Yeah. We're going to tell so, you what's up. Break it down. We're going to break it down. So here's what you need to know about women's college basketball in, uh, the NCAA has like, you know, there's so many colleges out there. So we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of schools. That have women's basketball teams. So a they lot. get broken down into three divisions. Division one, division two, division three. There's even like double A's and stuff. We really only follow division one. And within division one, there's like 32 or like 33 conferences. And each conference has between 10 and, you know, or fewer sometimes, eight to, you know, 15 teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Most, the most eight to 15. So there's a lot of teams to cover. So we're not really going to be able to cover every single team. What we'll try to do is keep you up to date on like, you know, the top, you know, 10 to 25, you know, and most of those teams come from what we call the Power Five Conferences. Now, the Power Five Conferences is really like a division that was created for NCAA football. But it still holds true in a yeah, lot of ways yeah. in basketball as far as like where you see most of the top talent at and most of you know the 
NCAA deep runs come from the Power Five conferences, which are the ACC, the Big 12, the Big 10, the Pac-12, and the SEC. So you're going to hear us talk about those five conferences a lot, and we'll refer to them by that name. And we'll try to get into more detail as we go along as well. I mean, there's some teams that do fall outside of it that 100%. are very that are very relevant right now. Like a too. best of the rest. Yeah, there's the best of the rest. 100%. Um, so there are other teams that are going to be relevant and a part of the show, but we're going to mainly focus on those conferences because they are so jam-packed with great talent and they are the most important ones and they're going to be the ones that fill out the NCAA tournament going forward into the future. And they're also, you know, a, a, a high percentage of the top NBA draft picks. Totally. You know, and the impactful players in the WNBA come from the Power 5 schools. Yeah, so, so uh, there's they just get the there. more talent just because they're the bigger schools. Right. They exactly. play the harder schools, they have harder schedules. They have better facilities, yep. they have more support for the team, you know, there are more resources available to them. There's a whole th- whole whole th- reason behind it. Totally. But uh, so we'll talk about that, but really want to focus on the best teams in the nation. So which brings us to kind of the NCAA ranking system. It's not as simple as who's got the best record. What really happens because there's so many teams and they can't all play each other is the uh, selection committees that determine the rankings are going to look at what they call strength of schedule and uh, RPI. So strength of schedule is kind of like how good are the teams you're playing against and what's your record against them. RPI takes it a step further, and it's how good are your opponent's opponents. Oh, wow. So it's they look at your your kind of like win-loss record, your opponent's win-loss record, but also the win-loss record of your opponent's opponents to try to determine which team really faces the biggest test and has proven the most skillful. And they use this mainly for the end of the season? They use it all throughout the season, but it's a simple metric. It's not the be-all, end-all, but it's a metric that they use along with the eye test and along with, like you know, you know what it look, you know, just who looks the best to determine the top twenty-five rankings. Okay, so that's for the top twenty-five rankings, and then is that used for the NCAA March Madness tournament at the end of the year as well? So the NCAA selection committee, you know, looks at a lot of different factors. The RPI is one of those factors, but there are so many other factors okay, that they okay. look at. So it just can't be broken down that simply. Okay. But uh, Charlie Krem, Charlie Cream, Charlie. Hey, girl. Hey, girl, Charlie. What up? Um, you know, puts out bracketology periodically, which he does a whole segment on bracketology that just kind of on ESPN, which is very useful. Yeah. It just yeah, kind of yeah. breaks into like how he sees the selection committee based on where we are today. And he does that starting sometime in like January. So we'll follow that as well. Okay, and and is that when like the season? How's the season broken down in that sense? Thanks for asking, John. I'm no glad problem. you brought that up. <laughs> the season really gets broken down into like three different like segments. There's like the non-conference segment, which is the first month or two. First, usually from beginning of November to end of December, where teams get to schedule anyone they want, anyone they can schedule, anyone that's convenient for them, or you know, they have a lot of reasons for who they schedule in the non-conference. Gotcha. But you're looking to pack your non-conference schedule with, you know, challenges for your team, opportunities for, you know, growth. And it's really about trying to help your team adjust. 
So there's the non-conference scene. Then there's the conference schedule, which is January, February. Okay. And basically at that time, the teams are only playing other teams within their conference as they fight for you know, who is going to win that conference because the winners of each conference schedule get an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament. So if you've done well in your conference and you win your conference tournament, tournament time is the conference tournaments and then whoever wins those conference tournaments gets into the NCAA tournament, along with another 32 or so selected schools that are handpicked by the NCAA selection committee. That's tournament time. There's also an NIT wow. tournament. If you don't make so the NCAA a lot of tournament, there's so much going on. There's a on. lot of basketball. There's so much going on, and it's so exciting and so much fun. So, so it's complex, so it's I can complex. rely on listening to this show. Come back and re-listen if you need an explanation no, but just of where in, we are in, in the future, on. knowing that you guys will be able to give me the insight. We got you. I love awesome. how you've taken on multiple voices now. Right? <laughs> I'm, um, I'm interviewing. I am co-hosting. <laughs> the last thing I want to point out before we jump into like some of our more meaty topics is... Yes, girth. Um, Give me. There's also... We're going to use the awards as a way of talking about specific players. So at the beginning of each year, there's preseason you know, awards, awards watch lists for who they're thinking might be good for one of these awards. And there's a lot of awards. There's the Wooden Award, which is awarded to the best player you know, in college basketball. In college basketball. Yeah. And, and whatever, however you define that. And so that's kind of the ultimate award. But then there's also an award for each position. So there's the Nancy Lieberman Award oh, for point guards. There's the Ann Myers Drysdale Award for top shooting guard. Ooh, shoot the Cheryl girl. Miller Award for top small forward. Mm, the Katrina too. McLean for power forward. And the Lisa Leslie for top center. I always say it like So that. we'll also take a look at some of those awards lists as we get further in the season. Just to keep you abreast about you know what players are standing out no matter what conference they're from. Nice. Yeah. Insight. But that's the best way. That's the best way to, you know, group people together because there's so many schools. Yeah. You know, so that's how we're going to do it. And to add another layer to that. Layers? We're always taking a look at the recruiting classes coming out of high school going into college. Big deal. So it's a big deal because the incoming class of freshmen – for this season or next season or whenever can really make a huge impact since these players only get four years in college and then they're totally gone. yeah i mean you have a great eye for this stuff you i would say you're you should be paid by espn for your insight pay me pay him. <laughs> he just knows where these girls are gonna go you're like on it boop 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 boop, boop. Well, I, and I use ESPN as a great source. So is prospectsnation.com as another great source for keeping track of yes, the high school them. talent that's coming to college. But one week from now, or a little over a week from now, is the official early signing day. And early. that's when we'll see the majority of okay. the incoming of the senior class in high school right now committing and signing their letters of intent um, to commit to their colleges. And so we'll take a quick look when that day comes at some of the top recruiting classes. Yeah, we'll that are break it all. In, we'll break it all. What down. schools are really excited about their class for next year. We'll break it all down. It'll be great. Yeah. I mean, it's the future and that's the great thing about our game. You know, the so fun, the women's NCAA game, you know, you get four years of a player and then boop, 
Yeah, and 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 one of my favorite. So you get to grow with them, and then you get a new. It's like you know a new reality show every four years. Exactly, and one of my favorite days of the entire year is the McDonald's All America Games, where the top talent from high school gets to play against each other. And in a lot of cases, these are your future WNBA players. Oh yeah, you know, and these they girls all get to get on one court together. It's very high level. It's great. there's no doubt that these girls that are playing in those games end up being the best because yeah. You see, you see the skill, and that that game is so high level. Yeah, the best of the best coming out of high they, school. They play hard. It's great. Yeah, it's awesome. So anyway, having all said all of that, Woo! Woo! Let's take a deep breath, <sighs> wipe our brow. Hey, girl. Hey, I don't even know if we said this, but we're the king size queens. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Hanson. Yeah. So now you know who we are and yeah, everything else. And about we're us. like, you know, 12 minutes in, we introduced ourselves. <laughs> We just assume if you're listening that you know us because why else would you be listening? Right? <laughs> um, hi. Hi, everyone. Anyway, um, let's talk about some of you know these lists and get into some of the, like, the content. What okay. do you think? Yeah, uh, let's, let's talk about them. Where do you want to start? What, what guard? I wanted to start with, with preseason All-America selections. Ooh, the, so, big, the big list. Yeah, the big list. So last week... The NCAA released their or the AP poll. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, um, this is the AP one. Yes, the AP poll. AP pre. AP preseason. If you're wondering what AP is, it's you know some organization that you know ranks the Associated Press. Yeah, it's the Associated Press. <laughs> that one. And they rank. They rank yeah, people and they rank people. So things like that. On this list, we have Lauren Cox. <laughs> Lauren Cox at Baylor. Yeah, um, she had an amazing year last year. Amazing year. Amazing. Everyone thought her season was ending with that torn ACL, but it wasn't a torn ACL. Uh, yeah, surprise, so surprise. She's back. She's, back she's and gonna be good. She's gonna be good, and uh, I expect her to be the top pick in the NCAA draft. Prediction time. WNBA next year. I feel you on that. I don't think New York's gonna go that way, but that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, another day. Good point. You're right. I, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, then Sabrina Inescu. Sabrina Inescu at Oregon. Yep. You know, who won the Wooden Award last year. Yeah. And uh, is widely considered to be the, the, the top, top player. player. Yeah, in, the top player. And who's going number one in the draft. It's the expectation, but I like your counterpoint already. Yep. And then we have uh, Kennedy Carter. Kennedy Carter, the lone junior on the AP all uh preseason all-america team yeah she's a junior who's all actually draft eligible this year and she's been an absolute nightmare for opposing teams defenses ever since she got to the game as a freshman i mean she's like nightmare she's like the kobe you know she's she rips she girl girl knows how to shoot a shot (laughs) it's unreal the shots she can hit so then then we have at from miami patrice montpremier hey b Hey, hey, girl. Yeah, hey, girl. So Beatrice Brown Premier, who used to be at Baylor and is now at Miami. Yep. Um, she kind of got caught in this like Kalani Brown, Lauren Cox, like black hole, and was like, "All right, I'm not going to get as much playing time." Yeah, here it was a good move for her, as I would anywhere else. Yeah. And the Hurricanes are a great team. It's a great fit, and uh, a lot's expected of her and them this season. Yeah. So I mean, she was predicted as the ACC player. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Um, and then rounding out the list, we got uh, Kyla Charles from Maryland. From Maryland. So uh, everyone representing a different team. Um, is everyone representing a different conference? Yeah. yeah. Five conferences. Yeah. <laughs> we, we took That's us a crazy. second. We're like, 
Okay. <laughs> that's crazy. Five conferences represented, one player from each conference. Yeah, that's not the norm. That's not the norm, and that's really exciting. Yeah, I mean, that shows good. how I mean, balanced good. the game is yeah. going to be and how much talent there is. So, ooh, very exciting. Very exciting time. Um, so, yeah, that is your preseason All-America team. So we'll keep a close eye on those players as well as, you know, many others. Um, let's take a quick peek at the AP preseason top 10 rankings and just kind of, uh, you know, run through a couple of these teams. Okay, hit me with it, girl. All right, so the AP came out, and their top 10 are Oregon, number one. As expected. Baylor at number two. Stanford at number three. Maryland at number four. UConn at number five. Texas A&M at number six. Oregon State at number seven. South Carolina at eight. Louisville at nine. And Mississippi State rounding out the top 10. Wow. What a list. Yeah. So, like, we have a lot to talk about with these teams that we're going to get into. So, instead of breaking down this list right now and just, you know, go jumping into every team, let's let's circle back to these guys. I just wanted to kind of lay out there okay. who the top ten were. Switch it up on me, baby, like that. And I'd, do it. I'd also just like to say I'm not sure these would be my top ten in this order. Oh, shit. Do you have, like, a secret little piece of paper with your top ten on it? No, but I'll tell you that I think there are two teams in here that I'm not sure are going to be in there by the end of the year. Ooh, drama. Uh, throw this prediction out there just because I just have a feeling. I'm not sure South Carolina will be there oh. at the end of the year. Um, and I'm not sure Mississippi State's going to be there by wow. the end of the year. So, do you want to get into it, or do you want to just drop that little tease right here and then bounce I just kind of want to drop that little tease and then bounce. Because, like, you were like, we're going to move, bounce, drop the tease, and moved on. I like it. Tease. <laughs> Teasy, baby. <laughs> Give me a little drag uh, it back. How do you feel about hopping into our new segment? What's it called again? Tell me about it. Hot Topics. Ooh, yes. It's um, actually sponsored by... Hot Pockets. <laughs> <laughs> we stupid. We stupid. Um, but yeah. But seriously, seriously, it's sponsored by Hot, Hot Pockets. It's unofficially sponsored by Hot Pockets, but uh, we're going to throw officially, them... Officially. Unofficially. <laughs> throw them some advertising time anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, our segment... By the end of the year, they will be sponsoring us. This is a segment <laughs> called Hot Topics. Hot Topics, which I will always say with the Hot, hot Pockets, pockets. <laughs> sound, is a segment where we're going to read off, you know, list, you know, you know, predictions at one another, and we're going to give each other either a Yas Queen or a Nah Girl. Yas Queen, Nah Girl, that's our style. That's how it's going to go. That's what you're going to get. Yas hot Queen. Topics. Hot Topics. <laughs> <laughs> so right, we're going to, we, first... we have 10 questions, 10 burning questions. We're going to do this in five minutes as well, right? Ooh, yeah, you get 30 seconds. Right, at on. most, I gotta, I gotta put. The oh, time us, time us, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we ready? Ready to go? You got your yeah, first question. Y- y- yep. Go. Okay. Louisville will finish one in the ACC and finish with a top one seed going into the NCAA tournament. Nah, girl. Nah. Get, why? 
Uh, I mean, they might finish atop the ACC, but I don't feel solid about that. I think there's some strong contenders in NC State, Florida State, Miami, Notre Dame. They had some good transfers. Uh, they did, but they also lost a lot of talent, including uh, their team leader. right? And I definitely don't think they're going to get a number one seed because I think there's way too many talented teams for them to get a one seed going to the NCAA. Okay, hit me. Or okay. am I going? Go. Oh, uh, does Maryland go undefeated in the Big Ten? And does Shakira Austin win top center this year? They definitely go undefeated in the Big Ten. Uh, Shakira Austin is going to be a finalist for that award. So, Yaw Girl? Gonna, she's not going to win it. Yas Queen? Yas Queen, but not girl. Yas Queen, not girl. Okay. Nice. Uh, Kennedy Carter wins Best Player of the Year and goes in the top three in the WNBA next year. Yas Queen. Yas. Yas. Absolutely. Kennedy Carter, I think that she's... I think that she's going to beast mode this year. Beast and as mode. much as I love Sabrina Inescu and Lauren Cox and everyone else, I think that Kennedy Carter has a very solid chance of winning the Wooden Award. And I think regardless, she's definitely going one, two, or three. There's the not too many people that play like the Russell Westbrook. Yeah. That, like she has Kobe that fire. Bryant, oh, like the man. Steph Curry. Like she's Whew. got all of it. Yeah. Next, uh, Sam Brunel is the best incoming freshman and helps lead uh, Notre Dame to an ACC tourney victory. I'm not going to say they're going to win the ACC, but they win the tournament. Um, so that's going to be a no. For nah, me. girl. That's a nah, girl, because okay. I think that Jordan Horston, who's going to Tennessee, oh. I think that so much is going to be expected of her with Avina Westbrook transferring. That she is going to have an opportunity to, you know, really distinguish herself as the top freshman, and I think she's got the talent to do it. Okay. Okay. So, um, what was the other half of that prediction? Um, helps lead Notre Dame in the ACC tournament. Yeah, she'll help lead Notre Dame in the ACC tournament. I don't know. If no, but saying gonna she's gonna, they're gonna win it. Uh, no, Notre Dame's not gonna win the ACC tournament. No. No. Nah, girl. Nah, girl. Okay. All right. Next. Okay. Stanford wins either the Pac-12 regular season or the Pac-12 tourney. No. Oregon sweeps. Wow. Nah, girl. Nah, girl. Oregon sweeps. Nah, girl. Nah, girl. All right. All right. Yeah, with the segment. Baylor <laughs> Baylor goes undefeated into the national championship game. Yeah, girl. Yas Queen? Yas Queen. Yukon <laughs> streak of 12 consecutive Final Four appearances ends this year. Hmm. Yas Girl. Yas, Yas Queen? Queen. <laughs> you think they're, they're not going to make the Final Four this yeah, year? Yeah, no, no, they're not going to. They're, them getting the transfer in and eligibility, then having their other backup center get hurt, now she's going to be out for the whole year. They don't have depth. They are screwed. Boom. Not making the Final Four. Nah. All right. The Pac-12 secure three number one seeds for the NCAA tournament. Yas Queen. Yas Queen? Yas. You think they're all three going to get it? Yeah. You think Oregon State, Oregon, and Stanford all get number one seeds? Or someone else? I think they can. Oregon. Okay. Ready? Next. Moving on. I think they can. They have great. They have. They all have great teams. Yas Queen. I'm saying it. Yas Queen. That's gonna be the surprise. I like it. Give me a bold prediction. I like it. Agree. That's a bold prediction. All right. Ready? Go. Oregon wins the national championship, but Satu Sabali, not Sabrina Ionescu, wins Most Outstanding Player. Nah, girl. 
<laughs> not girl to what? No. Not girl to what? Not girl to Satu being the best. But do you think they're going to win? Yeah. Yas Queen to the win. Yas Queen to the win. They're probably going to play Baylor. Nah, girl to Savali. Yeah. Behind new head coach Kelly Harper, Tennessee bounces back to finish top four in the SEC this year after finishing I mean, eight last yeah, year. Yeah, fine. They can finish four. Yas Queen? Yeah, Yas Queen. You think they're going to finish four? Sure. They had, you they, sound so dismissive about it. So they have talent. It's like they have players. Yeah, but the SEC has some strong teams. I'm not saying they don't. I just think, yeah, I, I think they could do it. Segment over. Oh, wow. Buzz. Yo, that was lit. That was awesome. We got through all of our Hot Topics. So that was Hot Topics, sponsored by Hot Pockets. And it was Yas Queen Na Girl. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, that was dope. Uh, that was great. And I feel good like job. we got some good predictions in there. And uh, we'll see what happens. Some bold them. ones. Some are wild, but like Yas Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be fun. It's great. Great way to start. So we're gonna try to do this to kind of bring you like some some quick Thanks. info. <laughs> topics. Topics that you might be interested in. I mean, in. it's called hot topics, so hot why don't we topics. call them topics? <laughs> and uh I think that's a good good call, right? <laughs> that's a great call. That's a great cool. call. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, you also wanted to mention uh, that uh, the USA women's basketball team, we talked about this in season one, was going to play some games against uh, some NCAA teams. First one just happened. <laughs> Thanks, John. Um, so they were going to play some games against some teams in the NCAA this year. And uh, John would like to share with you what happened uh, yesterday? Yesterday? A couple days ago. When was it? I'm pretty sure it was yesterday. Tell me about it, John. So, the USA women played Stanford at Stanford doing their college tour. Dope. Yeah, so USA won 95-80. Okay, wow. Stanford scored 80? So, Stanford did score 80, which is pretty cool. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of defense being played there. It's kind of, you know, like an all-star game. Sure, 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 sure. Well, Um, I bet Stanford was playing defense. Tara Vanderveer is not going to, like, be like... Sure, let them score on you. But, yeah, nah. Because, like... <laughs> USA might not be playing the hardest defense. Sylvia Fowles is just like, you know, give me the ball. Move. Move, little girls. And so is NECA. <laughs> NECA was like... Move, little girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NECA literally said, I'm not losing on my home court for the first time. That's right. She never lost at Stanford. Never lost at Stanford. So she wasn't about to lose that now. So... As much as there was, you know, they weren't going to let it get too big of a distance in the sure, point sure, differential sure. because, you know, it's a friendly. They're not there to embarrass those girls. They're there to help them learn. Yeah, and hopefully that was a good learning experience for them and a good warm-up for Team USA. And every injured USA player played. <laughs> Everyone who, like, wasn't available yeah. at the WNBA season. Nobody that season. played in the WNBA season. Sue Bird played. Sue Bird played. Tarazi played. Skyler played. Skyler played. Like, Clarendon played. Clarendon played. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's great. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, doubt the injury. It's yeah, not like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, But it's like. But, like, it's just funny that, like, they're all ready to go now. Right. Like, a month later. A month later. That's Fine. Great. Ready to go. <laughs> That's great. I'm, I'm still super excited that they're doing this. 
And I'm looking great for the to game. their next match. What is their next match? There was like, yeah, I think like 7,000 people there for an exhibition yeah, game. You know, fantastic. like that's great. Um, not sure exactly when the next game is, but I'm pretty sure they're playing Oregon. Okay. We'll bring you that information when we can. When we got it. I mean, yeah. you got a computer. I mean, just check it out. You know, Google it. Talk about something else then. So, you know, on that game, there was some impressive performances by, you know, the new up-and-coming um, Sanford players. Uh, Haley Jones played good, and so did Fran uh, Belibi. Belibi. Are you a believer? Uh, ooh, I like that. Yes. Um, I am a believer. Nice. Um, I really do hope she plays good, and she's like the the Zion of women's basketball. That'd be dope. You know, because that's like what she kind of reminds me of. She kind of just beast modes. She plays real hard. She looked great. So they're playing Oregon State. Oregon State first. On November 4th, which is tomorrow. T- tomorrow. <laughs> so they're playing Oregon State tomorrow. They're playing Texas A&M on the 7th, oh. which is... Thursday. Thursday. Good job. <laughs> and they're playing Oregon on November 9th, which is next Saturday. Wow. So those are all really good matchups, too. Great matchups. So it's like, you know, they're playing some a pretty tough schedule right there, like USA basketball. And like, it's a spe- I mean, it's so good for these four great teams. Warm I mean, up. These are four of the best teams, expected to be the best teams in the country. Yeah, to get that exposure, too, oh against my God, like your, so your idols and stuff. Like, it's awesome. Yo, Kennedy Carter is going to drop like 40. Forty. She's gonna. She's gonna ball. She's gonna go nuts. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. Hope she plays forty minutes. <laughs> right. And then Team USA goes to Argentina for the FIBA Americas Pre Olympic Qualifying Tournament. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's going on, and that's dope. Good. So we you. threw in some pro, some pro ball in here too. A little bit. <laughs> Sprinkle it in there. We just love the game. Yeah, and we've barely even talked about our girls. Who's your who's our girls? Notre Dame. <gasps> what do you mean? Who I talked about girls? I talked about Sam. I said we barely talked about our girls. Okay. So like I feel like good about that. Like we're trying to provide unbiased information to the unbiased world. Unbiased information. <laughs> That's what we give you here. This is this is our show about About us being unbiased. Unbiasedness. <laughs> All right, fine. We're not unbiased. We're very biased, but you know. Go Muffet. <laughs> Go Irish. Go Muffet. Anyway. Um, okay, what else What else we got here, baby? Spotlight Queens. Ooh. Yeah, you thought we got rid of Spotlight Queens. Ooh, it it's like back. Queens, but it's back. Spotlight Queens. It's back and younger than ever. Younger. So <laughs> it's a little creepier now. <laughs> but we're still going to do it. Here are all the, they're in college. the dope ass college basketball players. And we're you gay, so like, whatever. <laughs> all right, let's do it. Who's your spotlight queen? Uh, so my spotlight queen. Is Kyla Carter. Kyla Carter. Greg, oh my God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which one? Which one is it? It's Kyla Charles. Charles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, Kyla just getting, Carter. I'm sorry, I'm just getting her Instagram. That would be quite the player, though, if you combine Kyla Charles and Kennedy Carter. Boom. Yeah, right. Michael Jordan. Ky- Kyla Charles. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. 
Kyla so Charles. tell me about Kyla Charles. She's my spotlight queen, Kyla Charles. She plays in um, Maryland. She plays at Maryland. She is on the. She's a senior. Preseason All America watch list. She expected to be a very high draft pick. Very high draft pick. She's on my other team, the Terps. So I definitely wanted to show some love here. Um, and she's fierce and awesome. And her Instagram is lit. You guys should give her a follow. Uh, it's K A I L A C H A R L E S 5. That's Kyla Charles. Um, and she, you know, she's has big things expected of her this year. Um, Maryland's expected to be insanely good. They have a very deep team. Yep. Um, it looks like she just proposed to her fiance. Yas Queen. So Yas. She's she's an exceptional player. She's a six one guard, so she's like a, a, a guard with size. She's really fast. She's a great shooter, but she's also just like because of her size, she she's just really physical and she's really you know dominant. So I'm excited to see what she can do with Maryland. Maryland's definitely one of the teams I'm picking to get a one seed in the NCAA tournament this year. I just think they have so much talent. Um, so I'm excited to see how that goes and what she does in terms of leading that team. Yeah, and I mean she's coming off of her first team All Big Ten last year. She was great. She's gonna be great. She dope. She dope. Follow her on Instagram. Spotlight queen. Okay. Who you got, babe? Yes, queen. So my spotlight queen because you she, got? Was, she was in part of my hot topics. Um, oh my god, hot topics is uh, Satu Sabali. Sabali. My bad, girl. Um, Satu Sabali, I believe. She's a German-born player that plays for Oregon. She's a junior. And I think she is the next superstar in the WNBA, to be honest. Superstar? I do. I do. I think she's got such unbelievable talent. She's six foot four. She's got the skills of a guard. She drops the three like it's her job. But she's like not afraid to like post up and get physical. She boards hard. She's just a super talented player. And she's kind of been in the shadow of Serena Inescu and Ruthie Hebert just because she was an underclassman. But I think that this year as a junior, she's going to really make something, make some noise. And she's eligible to go for the draft. And I think that if she plays the way I'm expecting her to play this year, she will go for the draft and, and is you know a top three pick. Yeah. Um, so I think she's awesome. Her, her Instagram is like straight fire. It's just straight lit. It's, it's, it's great. It's just, you know, what's, what's her handle? She's a fashionista, but she's also just like, you know, I don't know. She has a, who's that chick from the Spider-Man movies? Zendaya. Yeah. She has like a Zendaya kind of thing going on and it's fucking, you know, hot. So get it girl. Get it. Um, Anyway, her Instagram handle is Bali, Bali, B-A-L-L-Y underscore Satu, S-A-T-O-U. Um, yes. If you don't know her name now, you will by the end of the season. Um, yes. She's dope. She's awesome. And she has a little sister who's supposed to be like just as good. Just but as she hurt like again. She hurt again. But whatever. I'm excited for her. I'm excited for that team. It's gonna be fun. 
It's going to be an awesome season. Like I'm super excited about this super season. Super excited. Um, even if my team isn't supposed to be like Yo, Maryland's going to be dope. I love Sam, and Sam's going to ball. All right. So, like, that's it. That's you got it? anything else? Uh, oh, 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 one. oh, oh. One thing I read today, which was asinine by Gino Oriema. Uh, ooh. Yes. He said he is going to do whatever it takes to make sure that the women's game doesn't become the men's game in the sense of the three-point line. Yeah, I heard he said some shit about the three-pointer and, like... And, like, dude, <laughs> you're going to get lost in those words with these younger girls by trying that and now he's gonna be fine i think i mean because like i I got no way i think he's he's gonna lose he's not gonna lose i guarantee you going forward he gets less less of those top girls not just because of how the climate of the game is because of comments like that gino's not abandoning the three it's not like he's abandoning the three or anything he's just he wants to see teams you know play a good brand of offense the way he coaches to get a good open look preferably close to the basket if your open look comes from the three-point line he's gonna have his players who hit the three take the three it's not like he's not i just had to mention it i thought it was crazy i feel you i feel i know what you're saying but i'm just saying i think he just sees the game as like work for a better shot than like some of the teams that we see in college right now that just kind of throw up contested threes a lot totally so that's all I think he's saying. But like, drama is drama. Anything Gino says becomes drama because totally. it's Gino. Gotta mention it. Okay, well, um, so <laughs> hi, <laughs> so that's our show. <laughs> this has been the Queens of the Court podcast. Uh, yeah, we have nothing else. Sorry. Brought to you by <laughs> Hot Pockets and brought to you by us, the King Size Queens. King Size Queens. I'm Paul Jafrida. I'm John Hansen. Um, Bye. 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 Um, and then we're going to have some outro music. Outro music. Boom. Boom. Is it? Gotta pump it up. You gotta do my man. I'm a man. You gotta do my man. I'm a man. Don't you know?